0: Are you looking for an inspirational speaker to enhance the mission of your next event? If so, go to www.cu-nw.com now and book Coach T for your next event. Back to the show. Hey, hey, hey what's good changed up now what nation it is your girl coach t that's right tiara curry coming up at you again with another great show now my next guest has done it all from modeling acting to serving our country even now things kind of got a little hectic in her life especially with her mental health and it was to the point that she had to make a decision to stand tall face to face with the traumatic events that were repressed Okay, it was just put in the back of her memory, all right? And that's a lot of us deal with that. But uh, without any further ado, please welcome businesswoman Ara Mosley. Hey, Ara, how you doing today? I'm
1: good, girl. I'm so blessed. I'm having a great day. Um, Just got back in to LA from Las Vegas. So I'm Mm. I'm resting. (laughs)
0: Oh, what Mm -hmm. was you doing in Vegas? Was you winning some money?
1: Um, no, not really. I was more (laughs) so, yeah. I wasn't trying to uh, lose my money (laughs) because we were just just doing the sights and stuff.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know, when I had uh, went to try to try for American Idol one time, I took the plane. The other the other time, I took um the Greyhound, and Mm. it was a three day trip. Wow, but. The scenery once you get to that side, that that side of uh, the U.S. Mm-hmm. was great. Was yeah, like, everything has a casino, including oh, the gas yeah. station. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all over the place. I'm telling you, these these people, this whole family got left behind because they was too busy in the gas station. The driver said eight wow. minutes. Well, they got Dang. left. But it's a whole <laughs> other world over there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta stay
1: focused. You gotta stay focused, cause them machines will take you off what you gotta do.
0: <laughs> so how much money should I bring there, and you know, if spend? I don't really know how to gamble, but I want to try. How much should I? Um, I would say uh
1: three hundred to five hundred, okay. if you really wanna, you know, have a good time.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> three to three. Okay, okay. Well, first of all, I just want to um, thank my listeners and I want to thank Aura yes, for coming on the you. show today. Thank um, you for having me. Yes, ma'am. And <laughs> let me just throw this disclaimer out there right quick. We, as in me and Aura mm-hmm. and anybody in the changed up now what camp, okay, we are not <laughs> licensed therapist. I know mm-hmm. I'm not, are you? I'm
1: not, I'm not at yeah. all. <laughs> we're
0: not mental therapists, um, psychologists. We are basically, we're stating personal experiences that we have encountered or mm-hmm. that we have witnessed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we are not doctors and we just want to throw that out there. So yes. Thank you. For listen that. to the stories, <laughs> listen to the testimony, listen to the experiences mm-hmm. and you take it how you wish but if you're at a point where you feel like you need actual um, help you know from a licensed Mm -hmm. um, professional please do so yes please please All right. so this is a serious topic actually Mm -hmm. Um, I think we've been dealing with as a people for quite some time but maybe back in the days you just kind of told hey go sit down cool go go." pray about it yeah (laughs)
1: all yep. that stuff right yep
0: so now we're in a we're in a day and age where mental awareness and mental illnesses is, is like rampant there's mm-hmm. like a name for everything these mm-hmm. days so we just wanted to bring her on in and, and, and yes. her to um tell her experience so to you ara what is mental health to you
1: um mental health to me is um well obviously it it deals with the brain and and how we function as humans and um mm-hmm. mental health is very 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 important because it basically y- you you have to keep your mind stable to to kind of go through this life like because if you don't you're going to have a hard time and um mental health to me
0: is is very important very important Mm -hmm. all right and when it comes to like just people in general or your family or friends would you say that it's easy to spot out if a person has an issue
1: um I would say it's not easy because um I I will say from my experience, I I held back a lot of my emotions, a lot of repressed mm-hmm. memories, all those sorts of mm-hmm. things that I, I actually had to um face in therapy. Um so mm-hmm. I feel like it's not easy. A lot of people hold back and a lot of people don't want, you know, to talk about their business and, and certain things like that and feel like someone doesn't right.
0: understand. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Cause let me tell you, Ara's, well, first of all, she's one of the most hardest working individuals oh, that I know. Thank you. Anything she put her mind to. And um, we are one in the same when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But I think when we first started kicking it, she she might have had a little bit more drive than me. Like she was <laughs> telling me about stuff I didn't even know about. But <clears throat> she may not have known this, mm-hmm. but even when we was partying, and I did all that stuff as an outlet. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, suppressed mm-hmm. a lot of that. So it was nothing to, you know, turn up a drink. It was nothing mm-hmm. to smoke and chill, go out and party, or but it was really masking all yep. of that stuff. Yep. That's what it does. Yep.
1: Yeah, all that So trauma.
0: was that kind of your outlet too at the time?
1: Um yeah, I would say so.
0: I would say so. Yeah.
1: I'm not feeling so connected what are some my, of the things I would say, not feeling connected to my family and what in feeling more connected to my friends and want to hang out with my friends i even had my sister i can't remember my sister or my brother was like you hang out more with your friends than you do with us
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was like well you know i
1: don't really like y'all
0: sometimes (laughs) i don't know man i kind of like that Mm -hmm. though man because i mean i've I've been around my family at the time for 18 mm-hmm. years. I was ready to break. I'm out of here. Bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel it. I feel but, it. Boy, the memories. I mean, if we wasn't now, even though, even though Aura mm-hmm. played hard, she also worked hard too. Yes,
1: ma'am. I sure but did.
0: um yeah. But with all of that, sometimes it's still hard to kind of focus on yourself, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Culture.
0: Now, what are some of the things that you would say contribute to um, mental illnesses and breakdowns? Because mm-hmm. I saw that mental illness is a big thing mm-hmm. when you look it up. You got the health, the emotional, mm-hmm. the psychological, social well-being. Yep. But what would you say could contribute to to, to some of those um, to just the mental illness or breakdown creeping in? Um.
1: Well, in my case, um. I would say the repression of memories of trauma. Um, A mm-hmm. lot of us have trauma from childhood that we don't even, we haven't even, um, you know, dealt with, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would say that had a lot to do with it. Um, and Especially in the black community, we really don't talk about it. It's just something that it happens. Okay. Get over it. Yeah. And it's not mm-hmm. something you could just get over. You got to go back. You got to go back to childhood and see what went wrong. And that's not
0: easy for a lot of people. Right. right. And you said you kind of discovered that when you finally did um, go and see a therapist, you didn't know you had all that stuff mm-hmm. built in. You wanna, exactly. You want to shed light on, on, on how going back to your childhood kind of helped to get that surfaced and taken care of sure
1: um so there was some things i would i would say uh experiences that me and my mom had um some issues back when i was younger Mm -hmm. and my therapist she kind of brought that to the forefront like well you were emotionally abused and i didn't realize it I had no idea yeah. and she said that's what you did you repressed all of those that um experience you repressed it so you mm-hmm. you put it back far in your mind mm. and that's what a lot of people do with those experiences even if it's if it's small trauma or a lot of trauma it's still trauma regardless yeah. right
0: That is so true. And that's actually pretty amazing that she was able to get you Mm -hmm. to see that. Because I know you had no No. idea that that was still, you know, attached to you. Not
1: at all. all. Mm. And even Mm. with my father, like neglect, you know, he he was more into dating all these different women. And it's like, but your daughter needs her dad. You know, she needs Mm -hmm. her father, especially in the teenage years. And you're off, you know, doing your thing and and trying to get with this girl and that girl, and I'm at home like, where's my daddy at? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And then to think that you kind of had a perfect childhood—that's what I felt. I was like, oh, you know, other people's stories, like you know, foster care and and got abused physically. Right. I didn't, I didn't see it as like, oh, I there was an issue back with my childhood or anything. I'm going through because I'm looking at other people's stories like that's not my story so right I had to go back and see okay there is something there and I didn't have no perfect you know childhood I didn't have a perfect you know being raised perfectly so that's another thing you have to you kind of have to realize that um yeah this not this wasn't as perfect
0: as i thought it was (laughs) right and at one point i really thought it Mm -hmm. was because i was like dang man you you Mm -hmm. got your mom Mm and your dad."
1: yeah a lot of my friends have said that a lot of them have said that Mm -hmm. you got your mom your dad they made you read books they had you playing chess like I didn't have that experience. You know, we were in the hood and da, 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 And I'm like, well, it's still I still went through some stuff too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wow. Woo. Woo. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right, it came a point when you had you had a huge mental mm-hmm. breakdown and 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 it sent you off, you know, to the hospital, yeah. I believe. Um So can you please describe what happened leading up to that and just go into that story and that journey for us? Okay,
1: so I will say the first time it happened was 2017. And that, I didn't go to the hospital for that, but I stayed with my grandfather for a little bit. And that experience was more of, I just felt real paranoid and I felt that Mm -hmm. um, someone was going to attack me. So, I um, I actually ran out of the house from what my fiance had told me. I ran out of the house, and I was, like, running and thinking somebody was going to attack me. So, he chased me, and um, he, he was really, like, perplexed on what to do. So, he just was like, let me take you to your grandfather's. You know, he, he might know what to do. So, I stayed with him for a little bit. But that situation, I didn't go to the hospital. The one I went to the hospital was um, around July this year. And the same thing, kind of paranoid, kind of like feeling that I was going to get COVID. Because obviously, you know, that's this is our experience now. We're dealing with COVID and, and the paranoia of that and, and death all surrounding us. And um, I had two friends pass away in June. And not of COVID, mm-hmm. but of other uh, situations. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, they they. Um, I attacked my fiance and um, the cops came and took me away and took me to the um, mental facility for 72 hours. I was on a 72-hour hold. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. So you attacked him. Like, what happened?
1: Um, I attacked him Again paranoid, um, feeling that he was about to attack me. It was more of Gotcha. It was more of um like a I wouldn't say schizophrenic break, but it was close to it. It was close to it. I couldn't mm-hmm. really reality was just kind of phasey to me, like it was glitchy to me. I didn't understand what was reality and what was not at that point. And I wasn't sleeping for three I mm. didn't sleep for three days, mind you. So that was all mm. in that together. So yeah, they um they took me, um, the cops, they handcuffed me, took me away to that facility for the seventy-two hours.
0: Yep so in when you was there for those three days um did you would you say that you received an ample amount of help for your situation or was it more just like a monitoring it
1: was more of of a monitoring and they they um they gave me like sleeping pills and um yeah i would say with monitoring i talked to the psychiatrist but the psychiatrist was more of like the last day i was there they want to make sure like what? Yeah. What to okay. do after and and get me in therapy and all that stuff. So, yeah.
0: Shoot, that's how I felt when I used to smoke. Man, that's that's one reason. Oh why I yeah, smoking,
1: man. yeah. Paranoid. I, Ooh, I, I smoke, I paranoid but it's more smoke. CBD now. Um, even my therapist, she's a um, she uses a CBD with her therapy because it helps with anxiety mm-hmm. and um, you know, nervousness and all that. So. She has, um, she recommends the CBD, and that's what I usually take because it doesn't have the THC effects with the paranoia and everything. Mm. Man, y'all
0: have, uh, y'all have all kind of CBD <laughs> and stuff yes, like that. Up- we got it <laughs> all. <California>. We got <laughs> it
1: all. The gummies, the, we Dang. got chips, we got ice cream, we got it.
0: so much stuff out here. <laughs> <Everything>. <laughs> So what was the difference though between that psychiatrist on that last day as opposed to that therapist that you um
1: took? the psychiatrist she was she was more of just signing the paperwork. It was no like um wanting to help, it was more of like are you okay? Da, 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 da. you know, sign here, sign here, all right, you can go. So the therapist okay. she's she really she's going back you know, with me and, and helping me through whatever got me into the, the paranoia and the, the depression and anxiety and all that 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 started these
0: breakdowns. So it sounds like the psychiatrist was more so like, are you mm-hmm. okay to go home mm-hmm. type of thing? And then the therapist was mm-hmm. more like yeah. digging deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh awesome. Okay. Okay. Um now when you was going through your your period of transition did did anybody get weirded out by you? Like when you tried to reach out, or maybe they noticed something um before or after? Like when you was going through where with with the attack situation, and when you really was just not mentally there. Like, was anybody weirded out by oh, your sure actions? Where my
1: my um my mom, I talked to her on the phone. See the the everything that happened. I don't remember everything. There was so much going on, but I do remember talking to my mom and my father and my sister, and they were trying to help me through it. And it, I, I do remember my father even telling me, "Baby, baby girl, this isn't real. You're, you're having, you know, you're 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 just kind of you don't know what's reality right now. You know, you're just going through mm-hmm. something right now. You're having a mental episode, so." I'm sure, you know, they were weirded out about it, but it was good to hear their voice to just help me come back.
0: Right. 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 And I was going to ask you, who was your support system? So mm-hmm. that would be your parents and your therapist so um, much?
1: At the time, I wasn't speaking to that therapist. That was after the episode. But um, my oh. fiance and, and my parents, yeah. And my sister, I would say.
0: So when once you got back home and released from mm-hmm. the facility... Like, what was that conversation like with you and your fiance? Um, he he recommended me going to Georgia, um, where I'm from.
1: Um, so he recommended me going back home and going to get some help and figuring out mm-hmm. things for myself and and just just having a period to just heal. So I went for about ninety days, and I I went to a therapist
0: there. In Georgia, wow. So, so many people don't know this about me, but um, in 2014 was mm. when I had mine. I had mm-hmm. just had a baby. I had a meltdown in the hospital. Um, I got on the little nurse call, but I'm mm. like, I need a what I say, I need a oh, chaplain. Like, they came running because that was the closest thing to me that. You know, at, mm-hmm. to to a pastor, I mm-hmm. knew what I was going through. It was, it was too much. Um, mm-hmm. My mind was playing tricks on me in that mm-hmm. hospital bed. I know that this is a good show, but let me just, uh, let me talk to you for a second. Have you ever thought about becoming an author, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're wondering, well, how much is it? Thousands of dollars. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. Well, that's where you're wrong at. Head on over to my website at www.cu-nw.com. And I will show you how you can become a self-published author in eight weeks or less. We can hit those targets. We can make those goals. Your new coach has arrived, Coach T. some people don't realize when you're in the hospital due to, you know, yeah. you got to be admitted, like you're getting surgery or whatever. Um, <laughs> if you don't, visitors really help out a lot. Just getting, you know, talking to outsiders, but when you're in that room by yourself, oh sometimes yeah. your mind oh, can yeah. play tricks on you. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it can get lonely in there, but I was like, the nurses, they came running in there and they was like, what's wrong and I was just crying. I could I couldn't hardly talk, but I said, I can't, my baby is crying. Y'all got Mm -hmm. her in the little bassinet. I'm I'm in so much pain. I can't even reach over to get her. I Mm. can't even feed her. So they didn't they didn't get the chaplain. Girl, they gave me oh, some yeah. morphine. Gotta have the drugs. They <laughs> and they the got drugs. the baby. Girl, you know, like, <laughs> and they got the baby and they they took her off my hands for a couple hours and they they brought her back Aww. with a cute little bow on her hat and, you know, it gave me a chance to uh, mm-hmm. get back to myself because, you know, now they don't, they don't send the babies to the nursery. They keep them in a the room with the mother.
1: Mm-hmm. So they did that. Right. But
0: that wasn't it. So mm-hmm. I go home. And it's like all mm-hmm. over again. I didn't even know I was really depressed. You had postpartum. I did. However, my doctor, once I went back on a on a different visit, she said it's called the blues. But the blues only last mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks yeah. after having the child. If it's lasting you more than that, then it's just regular, mm-hmm. just clinical depression. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Um, so I was a little too. At first, I didn't know. Um, that I had a problem. I've always been the problem bearer. People always come to me for advice. Yeah. So um, but then I started noticing like dang, well, I'm sitting in the bed all day. Uh, (laughs) Um the days was running together, didn't know Uh what day of the week it was, and anything somebody would ask, you know, Tierra, can I borrow your car? Can I can I can you loan me this? Everything was yes. Um, started watching things that put mm, more fear into me. Um, and so I was like, okay, I got a, I got a problem, but I don't right. want to be on no medication.
1: I don't want to right. sit in
0: front of no psychiatrist, and I don't right. want everybody in my business. Right. If I tell them, they mm-hmm. going to look at me like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm the one you always come to, so how can I? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just so much going on. So uh, when I realized I needed help was when my newborn, uh, it was about maybe two, three in the morning and, uh, all the lights was off. Nothing was on, but the alarm clock light. And I started seeing Mm. the shadow on the wall, like the pile of dirty clothes by the hamper looked weird on the wall from the shadow. Um, I was Mm. terrified to go to sleep Mm. because I was having nightmares and I was terrified to stay woke Mm. because I was hallucinating. So when I turned over to my child, her eyes started glowing. And so, uh, when I was hallucinating, I realized yeah. I got a problem. And just this, uh, you know, reading the Bible, praying and trying to wait. it's yeah. not it's not yeah. helping. I need help. Yeah. OK, so um, of course, we prayed and that, you know, we got help and stuff. But for you, when was that moment that you decided to cave in and say, you know what? I need help. What was that breaking mm.
1: point for you? Let me see. I would say because I had a previous breakdown in 2017 um, I would say the moment this year in July when I attacked my fiance I said I need help because I don't want Mm -hmm. another situation like this I don't want to continue to have breakdowns and and go through things I need to find out what is what is making me go through this there's something that's not right connecting here there's something that I'm missing with it maybe my childhood maybe with my trauma whatever there's something that's not getting me in the right path of of healing if I'm going back to having breakdowns so Mm -hmm. this year I think was the year when in July when I had my breakdown and I, I attacked my fiance that was when I was like okay especially because he's my fiance. We want to be married. And if I'm going to be married to this man, I need to be, no, I need to know what's my triggers and what I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't affect our marriage, you know, especially because I do want to be a mother Mm -hmm. as well. My mom told me you need to heal before you, you know, be having children. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So That's true. you don't want to continue the that's true because she said you know i am we are reflective of each other everything that you've been through i've been through already honey i already know i've seen this already so she was (laughs) like you don't want to keep continue the cycle so you gotta work on that
0: yes that's good man and kudos to you for having the mentality of Mm -hmm. wanting to get yourself together Mm -hmm. before Marriage, as right, opposed to bringing right. that into it, you know. I don't, I don't run my man so away. that's really good, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's, a good, man, be. that, that's a good man, girl. That whatever you're dealing with. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, whatever you're dealing with,
1: mm-hmm. it's only going to amplify right.
0: itself once you get married,
1: yeah. hands
0: down. So it's best mm-hmm. to deal with it beforehand, exactly. Because you know we had drinking yeah. problems. Um, especially Greg, <laughs> but they asked us. They asked us some premarital counseling. Is there anything mm-hmm. y'all need to work on or bring out before y'all finish mm-hmm. this the, these sessions? And we we looked at mm-hmm. each other and we said nope. You know why we said no? Because yeah. we was ready yeah. to have sex. <laughs> we was celibate, right? We was ready to just do the thing, and I didn't think it was gonna be such a big right. deal. I'm like, you love me, I love you. We're finna mm-hmm. make this commitment and vows. But no, Thank so you. you're doing the right thing. Appreciate so, that. yeah. Now, since the attacks have uh, been extinguished, like you're in a much more better state now. Um, what's been the sweetest part of your life now? Mm, in your good question. Um, let's <laughs> see. Um,
1: well, I've I've been getting back into music. Um, I've been I've been playing Ooh. my keyboard more and learning my chords and all that. So um, that's something that I really want to do. And, that, and it helps me with my healing. My therapist also said, good. music is a good outlet writing. Um, let me see. What else? I just, I feel like ever since I went to Georgia and, and, and started my healing there, I just feel more at peace. I feel like I mm-hmm. I understand my triggers more. I understand you know, even with my own family, I've been um, because my issue growing up was I was passive I was passive aggressive I didn't I didn't know how to communicate how I felt and that's what I learned through therapy is how to be more mm-hmm. um, assertive and and tell my family which I had a hard time telling I mean whom I had a hard time telling my feelings to. Um, I recently I've been more vocal in telling them I don't like this or I don't like even with the situation with my sister. She said, "Oh, I was making a joke," and she kind of said, "Oh, you know, you you crazy girl." Da 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 da. And then I kind of said to her, "I'm taking crazy out of my vocabulary right now, and I I want you to to." Um, mm to respect that and she was like thank you for telling me that I, I'll keep that in mind <laughs> so that was like okay alright I'm being more straightforward and honest and assertive on how I feel so you know I gotta keep that going mm-hmm. and and make sure you know I'm not suppressing my, my emotions and not you know vocalizing yes.
0: what I want mm-hmm good and even though you've got you know a a better control over things um do you ever feel yourself being presented with another invitation to fall back and if so how Mm. do you counteract that
1: um definitely so and I know it's going to be a struggle through my lifetime and that's why it's it's very important to go to therapy and understand my my uh triggers what triggers me so I know Okay, this is triggering me. So let me go ahead and and do this, you know, instead of going this way where mm-hmm. it's going to just take me somewhere else and piss me off and and get me emotional and riled up. So I would say, just um, continuing therapy, continuing therapy, so I can understand myself more and understand mm-hmm. what triggers me.
0: Okay, good. And we just have a couple more questions, you guys. I hope you're enjoying this interview. Yes. I hope that you're getting value yes, um, yes. added to your life. I mean, this being transparent no. is not always easy. So, <laughs> That's man. True. Um, I did mm-hmm. want to ask you about therapy, though. Um, I, I'm not sure oh, yeah. if you're still oh, taking yeah. therapy, but mm-hmm. when you are, okay. Um, Would you say that this, do you think maybe therapy should be like a lifetime investment in yourself or do you think it should just be kind of as needed? Um
1: I would say lifetime like, especially when it when related to um black people in our community um because mm-hmm. we have not only family trauma, we got slavery trauma. We got so much more than the average, you know, uh race or you know different community. We have it so deep. And even I was reading a story about how in our DNA trauma is embedded in our DNA. That's deep. So I feel that Mm. with us we Mm. need to continue as in in lifetime. Continue. Especially I I feel that um, some people don't really mind their therapist being a different race and all that. But me personally i don't know about other people i just feel more comfortable with someone looking like me you
0: know yeah so um man you know i've and i'm even when you brought up the slavery thing you know um man um i i I had been reading this year's taught me so much about the things that Mm -hmm. people feel Mm -hmm. about their friends that don't look like them um friends that do look like mm-hmm. some of his family. It just taught me so much. I paid more attention. I had no idea mm-hmm. we were still going through oh, so yeah. much. Um, and, and I've read where one person was saying, like, you know, mm-hmm. the slavery stuff happened years mm-hmm. ago. Why is it still an issue? Well, mm-hmm. not to get too deep into this, but I think that some things yeah. were just handed down yeah. to us. Yeah. The mentalities, the superstitions, yeah. the tradition. And so when mm-hmm. a baby is brought into a home, mm-hmm. we're only doing what we were taught. We only right. know what right. we're told to do. Um, so if that generation, mm-hmm. something was mm-hmm. passed down to them and then passed That's down to awesome. them and then passed down to them, mm-hmm. nobody asks questions mm-hmm. as to why we do it this way. Right. Why right. do we feel like this? Um, mm-hmm. that is, it's a lot of harboring. It's a lot like, You're not vocal. Nowadays, it's a different time. Yes, it is. But now everybody Mm -hmm. with a camera phone, with a computer, with a mic, can voice their opinion. So now we can talk more about it and we can let these feelings out. So it's not always just that somebody is, uh, you know, trying to bring up. Um, things mm-hmm. that happened you know years ago or people right. are trying to use things as a crutch uh, that that may very well be the situation for some but for a lot of people it's just yes it's, it's, it's yep. been repeated yep. through cycles and exactly. cycles so so that was good that you brought that up um ara now i pretty much asked all my guests this question because okay. <laughs> i want to look people inspired but um, okay, I, I did yours a little bit. All different, right. So you got to listen up, okay? All right, you know <laughs> oh, how yes. I get when I oh, start yes. writing. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, here's a little razzle dazzle. Okay, there's a small knock at the door. This person hears it and for a while they ignore it because they aren't expecting quote unquote company. After some time, the knock gets so intense Next thing you know, fear, paranoia, suicidal thoughts and its Mm. friends have decided to come in and Mm. invade the person's space of peace, mental clarity, so forth and so on. They don't know what to do. And out of confusion and fear, they just lay there dormant with all of these unwanted Mm. friends surrounding them. Should they open up to someone? Should they tell a friend? Or should they continue to deal with it and ignore it and hope that it shall leave? Mm. What would your advice be to this person? Because there's so much fear. There's fear that happened before the pandemic. Mm. Now there's even more fear. Suicidal rate, depression Mm. rate has skyrocketed. And a lot of people are faced Mm -hmm. with this situation and it may have blown up and it may not have blown up yet. But what would your advice be to that person that has that intensity and that unwanted friend there? Mm. I would say definitely do
1: not ignore it. Um, I would say um, think of fear as well i think of fear you can't have fear and faith so that's that's definitely Mm. you can't work together so you have to have faith that whatever is behind this door will not hurt you and and have no Mm -hmm. fear of whatever but behind this door that is going to hurt you um, With all the, the friends mm-hmm. around, the paranoia and the, the, the suicidal thoughts and the depression, try to block all that out and just see tunnel vision, you there and that door there. And you stare at it and you say to yourself, I do not fear what's behind this. I have faith that whatever is behind mm-hmm. this will not hurt me, will not do anything to me. That's what I feel like they should do. <laughs> Be strong in your faith. Mm. Thank
0: you. That's powerful. That's powerful. Really, mm-hmm. it is. Because words have power. So mm-hmm. when you can face that thing and talk to yeah. it. Mm, nah, <laughs> that's right. You can't camp Get out here. Out. You got the <laughs> That's
1: what I have to say sometimes, too.
0: So. Who that's powerful? Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yes. There's a scripture that says resist the devil and he'll flee. Mm -hmm. And that's just what that reminds me of. But Mm -hmm. when you play it out and you ponder Mm -hmm. on it and you just entertain it, man, it's going to manifest.
1: Whatever you're dealing with at this point in your life, this is just the start. The end justifies the means. So whatever you're dealing with, just know that Mm. you're not going to feel this way five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you know, this is just a temporary situation that you're in and just continue to live your life according to how you want to live your life. You know, um, get therapy if you need it, just continue to to love yourself and, and stay straight forward into whatever you need to do in your life and, and to find your healing
0: well you heard it y'all we are getting Yay. ready to go into our lightning round this is where I ask the guests a few questions a few like questions you know and just, just see where they're at just yes. keep them up on their toes I'm excited <laughs> best song about California
1: I will say Hotel California <laughs> I just love that song Favorite smoothie? Anything with mango. What is your superpower? What is my superpower? I'm highly empathetic. First thing you do in the morning? First thing I do in the morning, brush my teeth. Greatest memory of your life? Greatest memory of my life. Ooh, that's a deep one. I would say when I went to Puerto
0: Rico. Best restaurant in the world. Best restaurant in the world. Ooh, that's a hard one too.
1: Ooh, I would say um, this <laughs> restaurant, um, Japanese restaurant that has revolving um, revolving plates where you can pick your sushi. It's called Revolving Sushi, it's in, um, in LA.
0: One goal for 2021.
1: Put out my music and um, hopefully the music resonates with people and
0: can help heal others favorite thing about la the beach all right favorite artist of all time oh favorite artist of all time that's too hard oh oh
1: michael <laughs> jackson
0: <laughs> yeah good one and last but not least describe aura in one word
1: you with these deep questions oh <laughs> uh. Unique.
0: You know? Yes. <laughs> Unique. Right. Beauty's only skin deep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all remember that? Temptations, good old Temptations, man. Let me tell you, there's a song for everything. Man, I tell you, there's a song for everything. Yes. um, You see, when people see a pretty face, oftentimes that's all they see. I've said it before and I'll say it once again. Sometimes the biggest hurt lies behind the biggest smile and a pretty face, may I add. Now, I like how she said that while she was working with her therapist, she discovered that all of those childhood traumatic events, they kind of like they were not properly dealt with. All right. They were just shoved to the back of her memory. And that is what caused that flare up or that trigger. And I know that you guys can relate to that. I know somebody out there listening can relate to that. When you start acting a little different or you get angry quicker than you used to, your patience is running a little thin. You're like, where did this come from? Yeah. Check back. It could be from a past relationship. It could be from your childhood. It could be from an old workplace area. So, if you got something that you're going through, always, like, try to find a way to take care of that in a healthy manner, okay? So, yeah, just try to find a way to to take care of that. And it's kind of funny because it wasn't too long ago, like, I was just saying how, I was just talking to my husband and telling him how, man, I realized that some stuff I dealt with, I put it all the way back to my head with this person, but I never dealt with it so by the by the time they did one more thing or somebody you know ticked me off a little bit more it was like they got the full blown side of me that they normally don't see but that's because you it's like you keep holding on to it and you're holding on to it and then when that person comes along and the least little thing they do it ticks you off So that happens to a lot of us. So I'm just very happy for her and all of the things she did. You guys should check out her her Instagram, Aura in the Light. And I'll link everything down below because I'm telling you, this girl knows how to live life. And now she can do it in a healthier way. Now, as for me, and to keep up with my movement, be sure to check out www.cu-nw.com. And don't be afraid to book me as your speaker, your coach your host, even a guest on your show. So be sure to check out my website, okay? And remember, it is not until you are truly fed up that you will change up. But after you changed up, then what? Come back next Monday for more inspiration. We got it for you.